what happens through the, the conflict, through the movie, the people develop, you see the characters more clearly, they maybe grow, they change, they move, they evolve. There's, there's something that happens through the conflict that makes them better and stronger and, and the movie more interesting. And so think of, our, you know, a lot of people out there try to run as fast and as far away from conflict in these kind of difficult relationships as possible. Right. I'm suggesting you kind of dive into them a little bit. Don't cause them necessarily. But dive into them and try to figure out how can I grow from this? How can our relationship grow from this conflict? Your life, your journey starts now. Hey, 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 we're here for another Journey podcast, and we're talking about really a core kind of a thing here. It's uh, it's something that's very difficult. It's something that uh, a lot of people shy away from, and that is uh, difficult conversations. Uh, I'm Jeff. I'm sitting here with Terry. Hi. Hi, Terry. <laughs> so, yeah, difficult conversations. I mean, uh, they are kind of hanging out there uh, consistently. I mean... How many times uh, or how many instances are there when you go through a day, a week, a month where there's actually uh, not a difficult conversation that could be had? Not too many. Not too many at all. Well, and this is a this is a follow up to one that we did a little while ago on difficult conversations. You could call this uh, number two. Yeah, and the, yeah, number two, and there's probably you know number five, ten, forty. I mean, <laughs> there's a ton of these really right. to, to unpack. And and we had somebody ask specifically after hearing the first uh, podcast we did about difficult conversations, uh, a question came up. And so let's just jump in and uh, kind of try to tackle these because, again, this is something that's that's not uh, really that easy to do, right? It's a lot easier to talk about uh, sports or what's the latest movie, you know, that's cool. Uh, sometimes it even seems like as tough as politics is, it can be easier to talk about politics than those things that are really bothering us and and deeply uh, you know concerning us in, in terms of a relationship with another person so the question was uh, say there's someone say if I need to bring up an area in my life of hurt or frustration there's just some uh, some shortfall uh, you could even call it sin some misunderstanding something that's really really uh, on my mind and my heart. And then there's, there's this fear that the relationship really can't handle, you know, that kind of a hard conversation. Uh, in fact, it might not even be the same relationship if I did bring it up that the relationship might uh, dissolve or become more distant. So what are some ideas of, of really navigating through something like that, of really getting into that kind of a conversation? Yeah, I think that's, I think definitely that that's one of the things that, that kind of brings fear and trembling among most people. <laughs> when you think about it, really, I think it depends a lot on the situation, the individual situations. You know, when I work in my office, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a counselor, um, and I, I deal with a lot of different things. And I don't like to give advice until I hear this, the situation specifically. So this is kind of a, a tough one to give advice on. Well, and can I just jump in, too, because that was key what you said. You never uh, give advice until you hear what's going on. How oftentimes in life 
do I or do others maybe that aren't as attuned to uh, that have sort of that listening ear that you do give advice I and mean, that's kind of the first thing right we hear something we jump right into hey oh, there's yeah. the solution oh, i yeah. got it i got it figured out and we don't even have all the info we don't have all the facts we don't even know what's going on right well and a lot of arguments happen that way it's like you hear just a little bit of what somebody's trying to say and you react to that little bit even before they're done talking i mean how many people out there have actually um, found themselves talking over somebody jumping into the what conversation do you mean, like jumping over like yeah, right now i got like the that. oh, oh, oh like that okay we just wanted to kind of show how that works <laughs> go ahead terry i'm listening <laughs> well and i think what happens is um we hear a part of the conversation we think we know what they're going to say next and this happens a lot with couples who've been married for a long time in fact the longer you've been married the more likely you are to finish each other's sentences um anyway the when you think about it from that standpoint it's like okay i hear something and maybe it's something um at the dinner table or maybe it's something you know you've got family coming over for thanksgiving and and uncle so and so says something and he starts going off on um politics or religion or something like that and and people immediately roll their eyes and start jumping into the conversation and before you know it you know uncle so and so is yelling and you're yelling and the the whole table is is kind of getting ready to to scramble and leave um, and those are really really tough kind of conversations well and and it's that sort of setting it up it's that environment right because uh, it sounds like uh, probably not a good idea to bring up those tough conversations uh, just randomly at the uh, Thanksgiving table and say hey uncle <laughs> uncle Joe whom I've had this thing that I want to talk about for years. Let's just bring it up in front of everybody. Yeah, that's not timing is everything. You know, picking the right timing that says, um, you know, maybe take Uncle Joe aside at one point and talk to him and just say, hey, there's something that I want to talk to you about, and this is this is has been really a weighing on my heart and just kind of talk to uncle joe from your heart about what it's like when these things happen and something that i have found helps is if i say to somebody hey there's just a couple of things that uh you know i've kind of been thinking about uh actually they've kind of been bother me a little bit here and and or a lot or whatever it might be you know just be honest hey this some things have been bothering me can we just uh grab a cup of coffee you know and when would be a good time for you so putting it you know not not again trying to be very open to the person's schedule and and uh uh, making it a very comfortable kind of a, as comfortable as possible situation. Just say, hey, can we just grab a cup of coffee? When's a good time that works for you? And so they have a little time. You might even say, you know, we've been dealing with this thing about, uh, might be a brother and, and sister. They say, we've been, we've been talking about this situation about mom for a long time, you know. Can we just sit down and you and I can just talk about that? Is that a good way to kind of just set the set up the conversation for success because people both people going into it kind of know what's yeah. happening yeah you kind of give them a little bit of an idea of what your direction is that you're kind of what you, what, what the agenda is so to speak yeah yeah well and that just seems so from what i've seen out there very unusual because again it's just easier to let things slide uh but they don't really 
slide, do they? I mean, not entirely. I think the other thing to kind of keep in mind is do your do hone your listening skills as much as possible. Um, that's one of the things that we've kind of gotten away from doing. We do we do a lot of talking and not so much listening, mm-hmm. and realizing that um, everybody. Everybody wants to be heard and they want to be understood. And even Uncle Joe, even Uncle so-and-so <laughs> at, the, at the dinner table, you know, one of the reasons he's bringing up the things is because he wants to be heard and understood. And if we jump in and jump over him and cut him down and shut him off, my guess is he's only going to get louder and he's only going to get more obnoxious. Right. Because he, he has, just like you and I, we all have a desperate need to be heard and understood. So take the time to listen to Uncle So-and-so. Um, find out what it is. Okay, why is this so important to you that this person get elected or this, uh, you know, that people understand this, this fact that you're trying to impart? Um, it doesn't, you don't have to change your opinion, but I think listening and understanding where he's coming from can help him feel heard and understood. It's funny when you're saying that, I think back to, uh, and then you were in the room, Terry, when this gal said this, but... Uh, we were talking about uh, a similar kind of topic, and she said, well, how can I love my neighbor when I don't even like my neighbor? Yeah, you know? yeah that's a tough one. You know, and sometimes I think ought we not just push through the, well, I really don't, it's hard to feel the love, but I, I can just... That person's important. I mean, they're an important human being. Uh, I may really disagree with them, but they're still uh, a, a person that I can care for. And to take that intentional, even though it might feel a little awkward kind of a step to say, yeah, let's just sit down and talk about this because you're important. This uh, matter that we need to talk about is important. Uh, does that, is, I don't know, it just seems like that, that is a, one of those kind of intentional things to do that always doesn't feel that natural, maybe? No, for sure. Yeah. But I think understanding people and where they come from and trying to hear their heart on an issue um, or on whatever's going on can help us to bridge that gap. I think part of the reason we may not like our neighbor is because we don't really know them that well. Yeah. Um, or we know some things about them and we don't like those things, but we don't. You know, I think a lot of times we make an, a whole bunch of assumptions mm-hmm. that if if I um, if I was in this situation, I would do these things. Since they're not doing those things, there must be something wrong with them. And I think we just have to check. So besides listening, I think checking your assumptions is really really huge and working through difficult conversations. Um, Check your assumptions, Check especially motives. If, if somebody does something that's different than what you think they should, um, check your assumptions of, your mot- of their motives. Why do I think they're doing that? It may not be accurate. Oh, right, right, right. Well, yeah, so that's kind of huge too, right? Because somebody doesn't call me back multiple times, and I assume they're just blowing me off or, you know, again, it comes to the negative a lot of times. Right. But until I really find out, Oh, they've been out of the right. country for right. <laughs> a month. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't call me back. You know, I mean, this has happened a lot. I'll, I'll talk to people in my office and they'll say, you know, I, I, I made a mistake the other day. I, I blew up somebody's messages. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I messaged them. They didn't message me back. And so I assumed that they didn't care anymore. And so I just sent a whole bunch of really nasty messages. <laughs> Not that that ever happened. Guess what happened to that relationship? <laughs> <laughs> Not good. 
<laughs> no, it's not. It's you know, and, and I think it all fell down to the fact that she made an assumption, or he made an assumption, whoever it was, um, made an assumption that the other person was um, blowing them off when in fact they were sleeping or or something, you know, right less destructive than that. So, Terry, anything else then that uh, kind of relates to this that you'd like to uh, to put out there? Yeah, I think it's really important that we consider, um, I'd like to use the analogy of a pebble um, dropping in a pond. You know, when, you, when you're when you out in the, in the woods or whatever and you see this nice little pond, you take a pebble and you toss it in. If you pay attention to it, you see that this little ring of water, this little ripple just kind of starts where the pebble is and it goes out and then there's more ripples and more ripples and you see this really beautiful pattern of ripples all going from the center where the pebble is out to towards, it'll go all the way to the end of whatever pond you've got. It, it takes that much energy. Um, and I think that's a really neat analogy for relationships because if you think about everything that you say or do has that kind of pebble and ripple effect. If I say something kind to my neighbor, hopefully the ripples that follow out the, the way that they receive it is kindness. If I get really, really short with my neighbor because they've put their trash and it's fallen over into my yard, and <laughs> right. instead of instead of going kindly and talk to them, I just kind of get really snippy or snarky with them, that's probably going to ripple out in a snarky sort of way. Right, right. It, it sounds like using a uh, sort of a farming analogy, you know, the farmer, he plants, he sows, and then there's a harvest, there's reaping. So it's sort of along that line, isn't it? Which which right. is actually in the Bible, right? I mean, well, it talks about course. sowing and, and reaping. So if you plant seeds of corn, you're not going to harvest wheat, you're going to harvest corn. Yeah, you're right. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. So if you really uh, plant positive, affirming, uh, those kind of uh, good things, ought there not be more of that uh, good that comes back to you? Not always, right? Because right. there's always, there's always going to be that, you know, this is not a perfect world, but odds are lots more good put out there, a lot more good coming back. Right. Well, and realizing you don't have control over how it comes back. Um, you can you can do what you can to control the message that you're sending out, but once you send it out, it's kind of like that ripple. It just it just takes a life of its own. You you may say something in a very kind way, and Uncle So and So takes offense at it, and he comes back with it. Um, a, a, a healthy relationship will be kind of well. Wait a minute, Uncle. I didn't I didn't mean it to offend you. Can you you know how did you take th- what I just said? And oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to I didn't mean to offend you. Um, you may not be sorry for what you said, but you might, you can definitely be sorry for the fact that it affected him the way it did. Mm-hmm. So what do I do when somebody confronts me? I mean, they say, hey, you know, I, you're, you know, you keep, you keep doing this thing to me or uh, you, what, what about this that's going on with you? I mean, what, what do I? Yeah. If you're uncle so-and-so. <laughs> yeah. If I'm uncle Joe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think if, if somebody confronts uncle Jeff, um, <laughs> Then I think Uncle Jeff really needs to listen. I think that go back to that word of listening and just What's that? <laughs> okay. There might, there's something underneath the confrontation. There's something that, that's at the heart of what it is. Try to hear what their heart is. And try not to take offense. Put the defensiveness on hold. <sighs> okay, deep breath. Yes. Okay, listen. Okay. Cause I don't want to I don't want to go get right back at it. I wanna, you know, I wanna just respond, but no, okay. Okay, deep breath and listen. Gotcha. If you can put the defensiveness on hold and try to listen with curiosity, um, it's almost impossible, if not impossible, to be curious and defensive. 
Try right? Ah, right. You have to, you know, if you if you can try to stay curious. Oh, wait a minute. I, this this is kind of, I'm starting to feel a little bit defensive. But wait a minute. If I can stay curious and figure out why did that offend her? Why why does it offend people? Um, then you might get to the heart of the issue a little bit easier and and save that relationship. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just it's just stuff here that is just um, I, I love talking about this because it's not talked about a lot. Right. Right. I mean, again, lots of sports, lots of movies, lots of poly- we all, you know, all these kind of topical things. Let's just bury some of these things because a lot of times it's difficult, or we don't have sort of those that roadmap. Do you kind of want to summarize out, Terry? Just uh, uh, that person that again is is looking to have those healthy conversations. Uh, because we can call them difficult conversations, but hopefully those difficult conversations can be transformational and be really healthy then for that relationship. Right. Um, kind of what are your, your summary thoughts here uh, going forward? Well, I think it helps to kind of consider your favorite movie. Ah. I'm gonna, I'll use that analogy. You know, think about your favorite movie. As, as you're thinking about it, I want you to think about what's the conflict in that movie. Hmm. There's always right. conflict. Take that conflict out. Would you want to watch the movie? Yeah, right. It's like, oh, be... The conflict is, is, is really a, a core piece of what makes the movie interesting. So we should just, have, we should just strive for more conflict <laughs> in our relationship so we can make it, our life a great movie. No, because okay. a, a movie that just has conflict isn't, that, isn't worth watching either. That's a mess. <laughs> what happens through the, the conflict through the movie the people develop, you see the characters more clearly, they maybe grow, they change, they move, they evolve. There's, there's something that happens through the conflict that makes them better and stronger and, and the movie more interesting. And so think of, our, you know, a lot of people out there try to run as fast and as far away from conflict in these kind of difficult relationships as possible. Right. I'm suggesting you kind of dive into them a little bit. Don't cause them necessarily. But dive into them and try to figure out how can I grow from this? How can our relationship grow from this conflict? Yeah, lean into those kinds of conversations and uh, the old, yeah, there's, there can be the storm, but after the storm, there can be a beautiful sunny day also. <laughs> so as in, in, in summary, listen. Listen as much as you can. Try to listen twice as much as you talk. Um, listen with curiosity so that you don't get defensive. Um, check your assumptions, check your assumptions of motives. And I think the other, the other piece is just to consider when I speak, what, what ripples am I going to cause? Right, right. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, thanks again for uh, listening today. Thanks, Terry, for sharing. Uh, fantastic stuff. And uh, yeah, just continue to listen, continue to uh, just uh, lean into some of those conversations to step out to try. And we just hope that you feel encouraged and connected uh, through these conversations. And uh, again, we just thank you for joining us uh, for these Journey Podcasts. Well, I'd like to add one more piece. And that is if anybody's out there who has other kind of questions, we'd love to hear your questions and we will try to incorporate them in future podcasts. You betcha, because like we said at the start, this is uh, more than difficult conversation number one, two, five, ten. I mean, there's, you know, lots of these out there. So anything we can do to help, uh, please let us know. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time and make sure you like and subscribe. Visit us at journeycoaching.org. And check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Start your own journey at journeycoaching.org.
Journey starts now. Ba-da-ba-da-ba.